Welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Jess. And today's episode is going to be a recap of both of our birthdays because we had our birthdays recently. And you guys might have seen that Haley came to Arizona to visit me for my birthday. And then we went to Vegas for hers. And I know you guys might be wondering how that went, what we did. And so we'll start out the episode kind of giving you guys a recap of those times. And then we'll go into some random life updates like we always do. But it'll be a little bit random, but it'll be good. Yeah. It's funny because I feel like I've gotten a lot of feedback from people like my dad even like expecting me to have partied in Vegas. And I'm like, okay, you know, I don't party. And so I think like the expectation for going to Vegas for a birthday party is that you're going to like fuck shit up, get drunk. So I'm excited to kind of share like what Vegas is like as somebody who isn't drinking um, and isn't partying. And also just to recap, like visiting you in Arizona, because that was a blast. So Okay. Well, let's start with my birthday weekend. Um, so Haley got here on Friday before the Friday before my birthday. My birthday was on a Saturday this year, which is I love my birthday on a Saturday. It's such a good day of the week. Yeah, Memorial um, Day weekend too. Yes, Memorial Day weekend is when my birthday always is, which is also awesome. And I hate it at the same time because everyone's usually always busy if I don't stay on top of it. <laughs> but I snagged Haley this year. I snagged her like seven months ago. <laughs> yeah, no, my family normally does like a camping trip Memorial Day weekend. You know this. And they were very upset that I was not involved with this camping trip. And I'm like, Okay, Jessica has been asking me to go to Arizona before you even like moved to Arizona. The plan was to go to Arizona for your 30th birthday. And I'm like, I literally have missed your birthday so many times because of this camping trip. So definitely upset my grandma and my dad a little bit. But you know what? It was a good time. Sorry to grandma. Sorry to dad. But I won. (laughs) I won, motherfuckers. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I agree, though. You have definitely gone on this camping trip for many, many, many years. Um, And, you know, so I'm not happy that they're mad at you, but I am also very proud that I got you for my birthday. So, yeah, I was like, I'm not going to miss this. Like, she moved to Arizona. I haven't been to Arizona to see her yet. It's her 30th birthday. Like, you have this camping trip every year. I'll be there next year. Like, <laughs> you guys will get over it. Um, yeah. But my dad definitely gave me a hard time for it. So, oh, man. Um, I was really actually proud, though, that, you know, before I did, ev- before even moving here became a possibility, I was wanting to spend my 30th birthday in Arizona. My family has a house here. So, I was like, we should definitely do my 30th birthday in Arizona. It was kind of a surreal feeling to be in Arizona for my 30th birthday, but to also be like, wait, I live here now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not just here for my birthday. I actually fucking live here. So yeah. that was really exciting. I remember being stoned and thinking that and being like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, okay, so I flew in, yeah, Friday. You picked mm-hmm. me up from the airport. Drove me to your house. Um, mm-hmm. And then we went out to dinner that night. 
Yes. So that night we went to Palma, which is my all-time favorite place in Phoenix. I had not gone yet, and I was waiting for Haley to visit to go because it's kind of like – they have not like a weird food menu, but it's a little bit more like of a special type of menu. Like they have sushi and like fancier things on it, and Stephen does not eat that shit, so – I was like, you're not the right person to go to this restaurant with because you won't appreciate it. And I do like the vibe of it too. It was like pink and like palm trees and plants everywhere. Like it was just so perfect. And I was like, I want this experience with Haley. So I literally waited to go there until you came. And so I was very excited that we got to do it. Yeah, it was super cute. I was like naming all of the plants in the restaurant like, oh, look at that plant or that bird of paradise or that snake plant or that cactus. It was like a total vibe. And Mm -hmm. also we sat outside in Arizona, which it was like 104 degrees, I think, the day that I flew in. But it was Mm -hmm. perfect because we were like right next to the misters. And I don't think we even broke a sweat like at all during dinner, which was no. No, the restaurants like here do a great job of like keeping you cool with the misters and stuff. So that's really, really nice because I love sitting outdoors. Yeah. I mean, being from Seattle, that's not something you get very often. This is actually funny because I was out with a friend here the other day and we walked past this bar that I haven't been to, but they had like this cool outdoor patio. And I was like, God, that patio looks so cool. And I was like, I just love all the patios here. And she just – she was like – she's like lived here forever. So she like looked at me and she was like, do you guys not have patios in Washington? Hardly. And I was like, well, we do. But like there's only like two months out of the year that you can actually like sit on a patio if you're lucky, like at a restaurant. I'm like, you can do that shit year round here. Like this is such a cool vibe that's like yeah. such a rare thing back totally. in Washington. <laughs> Well, especially um, in Washington, like right now, it is not summer. Like it's fucking June 15th and it has been raining. It's been cloudy. Like we've had a few sunny days scattered in here. But let me tell you, you're you're probably like super thankful. (laughs) Like if you saw the weather here, you'd be like, fuck. I've been watching it and I heard that like the month of May broke like a record for rain. So (laughs) fuck yeah. (laughs) no it's stupid Uh, so yeah I'm really glad I'm not there Um, but after Palma we went to a kava bar Um, that was my second time at a kava bar I knew I had to take Haley because it's a completely like alcohol free bar Um, they basically just serve you like different medicinal herbs Um, and yeah I I want you to explain your experience there because like I had already had one experience, but I feel like you being like, you know, completely alcohol free, it was like even more special for you. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, I still don't really fully understand like what kava is, but neither do I. <laughs> I just know it's like a medicinal herb. Or something. Yeah, yeah. And so they had like totally non-alcoholic drinks on the menu, but then they did also have CBD pre-rolls. So we were literally able to order a pre-rolled joint off of the menu, go outside and smoke it, which Mm -hmm. was crazy. So if you're like totally sober, this might not be the vibe (laughs) and you might be judging hardcore because you're like, you don't drink, but you do smoke anyways. um, It was a really cool experience. 
I've never been able to order weed off of a menu and smoke <laughs> it. I was like, why is this not a thing in Seattle, actually? Very strange. Probably because they don't have outdoor patios for you to smoke on. Probably. Yeah, that's probably exactly what it was. Um, and then you and I, we both ended up ordering drinks and then we swapped the drinks. Yeah, that, we that was had. funny. We both ordered drinks and then I ended up liking the taste of Haley's and she ended up liking the taste of mine. So I was like, let's switch. Yeah. Yeah. So that worked out pretty well. Um, and then we got some like cute photos at like the photo walls outside of the mm-hmm. restaurant, which was really cool. Yeah, the area that we were in in downtown Phoenix was is called like the Arts District. And I always love Arts Districts because they always have cool murals and cool like art that you can take pictures with, um, makes great Instagram photos. So if you're ever in like a new city, just look for the Arts Districts because I feel like – I don't know. I always love just the vibe of Arts Districts. Like even the Arts District in Portland, like that was always the district I liked the most when I'd go to Portland too. So – I don't know. Look out for that if you're a creative soul like us and you're looking for some bomb-ass Instagram pictures. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, uh, another thing about the Kava bar that I did want to mention too, though, um, because I think this is really cool and I haven't tried it yet, but they do have alcohol-free wine there, but it has CBD in it. So it's called like CBD wine. I'm really excited to like do that with Steven for like a date night one night yeah. because he loves wine and – I don't really like wine because it just doesn't make me feel great. Um, but I like, like, the taste of white wine. I think it tastes good. But, yeah, like, the effects of it, it's just – it's a harsh alcohol on me, so I stay away from it. But that way, like, we can both go and get, like, our wine fix. But, like, we don't – I don't have to have the bad aftermath of it, which I'm very excited about. So I yeah. will uh, report back once I try that. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that. But uh, as far as um, the other medicinal herbs, too, that they have there, they had kratom, um, kratom, CBD, kava. What were some others? I feel like there was uh, – I totally there's forgot. One, there's one other one I feel like that I'm just totally blanking, so never mind. Um, yeah. I mean, it was very cool. You could definitely look up the menu, too, if you're – in or around Phoenix. Um, what was the name of the place again? Lacuna Cava Bar. Yeah. So you could definitely look it up, check it out, see what they have. Um, yeah. Give it a shot. And I did look up other Cava Bars like in Seattle because there are a couple. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that it's like fully the same experience of what they have in Arizona. Yeah. I'd be interested to know what the places in Seattle are like. I'll have to look those up. Yeah. So then that night, we just like went back to your house, went to sleep, and the next day was your birthday. Yes. And I made Haley get up nice and early with me to go to the farmer's market to grab some vegan and gluten-free donuts that I was super fucking excited to try. Guys, I like am obsessed with donuts and I don't get to eat them. Like maple bars were my shit. I would have a maple bar for breakfast every day if I could. Um, So I was really excited when I found this company. They're called Vio Donuts out of Phoenix and they were at the farmer's market. So I ordered like nine donuts from them to go pick up and um, they're not cheap. 
nothing vegan and gluten-free is fucking cheap, which is such bullshit because it's not like I chose to not be able to eat gluten or dairy or eggs. Like, fuck off. But (laughs) they were delicious, so I do highly recommend them. If you're ever in Phoenix, look for Yo Donuts. I know that they, like, they don't have an actual location, but they do pop-ups at, like, different coffee shops. There's a few coffee shops that, like, have their donuts all the time, and then they're at the farmer's markets too, so – yeah, and then after the farmer's market, we went to Kavi, which was the coffee place, yeah. <laughs> which was super good, super cute vibe. Um, they have like on – or like one Sunday a month or on Sundays, they do like a drag brunch, which is kind mm-hmm. of cool. And you've been to one of the shows that they did there, right? No. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. No. I had been there before, but not to an actual show. No. Okay. Yeah, so we did that, and then we went and got tattoos. Oh, yeah. God, I almost forgot about that. Jesus. Yeah, so (laughs) we finally got Haley her first tattoo. We've been talking about that on these episodes for a while, I feel like, building up the anticipation for that. Um, So, yeah, we did that after the coffee, and I got a tattoo too. We didn't get matching ones, so they're two different ones, but we kind of technically have matching tattoos because we both have like similar type tattoos, I guess. Yeah. So my little tattoo I got just says keep going, which is kind of inspired by Mike, the artist that we listen to. And then Jessica has up again tattooed on her arm, which is a song title and lyric from Mike as well. So yeah, I mean, kind of same vibe, same theme. I was so nervous getting a tattoo though. Like I had different ideas in my head and then the only thing that I could for sure decide on was the keep going. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do that one for now. Like everybody says, once you get one tattoo, you want more tattoos. So I'm like, okay, I'll start with one. Maybe I'll not want another one in like two months or something. I don't know. Um, But yeah, so that was kind of cool. It only took like five minutes. Yes, it hurt a little bit, but like nothing totally unbearable. Uh, It's like an odd sensation. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like somebody's like, put it, I don't know, like pricking you with something sharp, which is really what they're doing. So, um, yeah. And it feels weird. Like, I, because like I can hardly see my tattoo and like I know you have a couple like this where it's like they're hidden so it's like Mm -hmm. you kind of forget about them Mm -hmm. um and it yeah then I just see it and I'm like oh oh yeah I have that I honestly kind of like the ones that I don't see all the time because when I do see them I'm like oh shit I forgot about you back there like yeah (laughs) that's kind of cool and it's like this little like excitement whereas like the ones on my arm I stare at them all the time so like I feel like the fun, like, I don't know, the fun vibe of it, like, I'm already past that. And I'm like, okay, cool. I just want another one now. Yeah. <laughs> That's why people end up with sleeves, probably. <laughs> yes. And I would not be surprised if I have a sleeve real soon because I've been quite obsessed. Yeah. Working on it. Working on it. And then after tattoos, we went to my parents' house in Santan Valley, which is about an hour away from where I live. Um, And what did we do? We hung out at the house for a little bit. Hung by the pool. Went to the pool. And then we went to dinner for my birthday at this place called the Olive Mill, which I mentioned on here before, I think, didn't I? 
I think we talked about this when we were talking about the booze-free birthdays. Oh, yeah. I think so. Um, We went there. I just love that place. It's kind of like a winery vibe. It's super cute. Um, Highly recommend it for a date night, too, I feel like, for people. Um, Yeah, they went for some good photos, too. Yeah, and they were playing really good music. Like, I was like, these are, like, the best throwback songs (laughs) They were playing like the fray and stuff. So it was just like a mellow vibe. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, I love this. Definitely a mellow vibe. And then after that, we went to Santan Flats, which is the funnest place. Um, it's just so unique, I feel like, especially if you're from like Washington, <laughs> because it's completely like pretty much outdoors. Um, it's like a big open area with picnic tables and fire pits and a stage and like a dance floor. Then there's like different places to order drinks and get food from. I don't know. It's just a really unique, cool place. So I didn't, I didn't, wasn't necessarily like really wanting to go there, but I did want you to at least see it while you were there. Um, It's definitely like probably, it's definitely geared towards people who love to get drunk. That's for sure because it's very like party, party compared to like where we went to dinner. But yeah. I still – we had to go there just so that you could see it. So we weren't there for very long, but you did get to see it and, like, see the people dancing and singing. And so that was Yeah. Cool. I know. I feel like it was kind of like a saloon vibe, but, mm-hmm. like, outdoors, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Because, um, yeah, like you're, like, in the middle of, like, where you order everything, which yeah. was kind of different. And then they also had fire pits going, so you could, like, roast s'mores and stuff like that, which I thought was really fun. Yeah, and you can, and, like, like, buy s'mores kits from them to, yeah. like, roast. Yeah. And if you're, like, somebody who isn't drinking, like, roasting s'mores is kind of, like, a fun, cool thing to do. But mm-hmm. I will say we did drink non-alcoholic drinks, like, the whole time. So, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, there was one other thing I was going to say about Santan Flats, but I totally lost it. <laughs> Fuck. Never mind. Okay. I, I wish know. I could read your mind. Where am I? Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I don't know where it went, but, uh, then the next day. So obviously after that, we just came home. I think we were home pretty early, right? Like yeah, on Saturday night. Didn't do anything too crazy. And then the next day we just chilled and all day hung out by the pool, and then came back to my house here in Phoenix because Haley flew out early Monday morning, so. Yeah, it was, like, the perfect mellow trip. I got to, like, see everything. It was cool that I got to see your parents' place and your place. Yeah. And also, like, the place that you're looking at, apartments and stuff like that. Like, I yeah. kind of now have an idea of where you might move. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. I, think it's, I think it's funny to think about my birthday weekend because every time – like my birthday's coming up I'm like oh my god like I should do something I should like invite all these people I should like really like do something big for this and then it gets to my birthday usually I never plan something big I always think about it and then I never actually do then it gets to my birthday weekend and I'm like I'm so fucking glad that like I only have like four people here (laughs) yeah because I do not like being the center of attention one so like even people singing happy birthday to me makes me feel very awkward and opening presents in front of other people makes me feel very awkward. I wish I could just like skip both of those parts of a birthday. So if there was like a bunch of people there, I think that's just way too overstimulating and for me. So I think I did my 30th birthday exactly how I should have. So I'm happy. 
Yeah. It's not like you had a rager. I really feel the same. Like I don't love the idea of like planning a birthday party, but I'm like my 30th, I definitely felt pressure to like yeah. do something big. Cause everybody's like, Oh, it's your 30th. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of why I was like, it would be cool to go to Vegas because then I can just tell people like, Oh, I went to Vegas for my 30th birthday. <laughs> then you it know? sounds cool without you having to explain anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, So it ended up, I mean, that's what we ended up doing, and it ended up being pretty mellow, which I liked. Mm -hmm. Um, Dustin and my sister and then Jessica were the three people who were in Vegas, and we stayed at uh, the Virgin Hotel in Vegas, which was, like, such a cool vibe. Like, I loved our hotel room. I loved, like, the vibe of the hotel. Um, The rules at the pool were, like, a whole different story. (laughs) (laughs) They need like, to get their pool rules figured out. Yeah, they literally sure. would not let us bring like water bottles into the pool, like only like the water bottles that they had given us at check-in, which were like tiny water bottles, and we were like, we already drank those, like we didn't know. Um, yeah, so definitely some stupid shit like that. But it was cool because I was able to get a virgin pina colada and order that, and just like hang out by the pool. They had like a sandy area at the pool, which was kind of like beachy, which was fun. Um, Yeah. So we did that like pool day. And then we went Mm -hmm. to the neon museum, which is basically like a graveyard for all of the neon signs from the strip in Vegas, which is cool. Uh, Really good like photo ops and stuff like that. Although I literally hate, like, most of the photos that I got there. I'm like, really? damn it. I just wish I would have, like, went more prepared. And it sucked because yeah. we were kind of, like, rushed for time. And then it was also just, like, so fucking hot, you yeah. know? it was pretty miserable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. There was um, no shade at the Neon Museum, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, and also, like, we went earlier because we had dinner reservations afterwards, so it was just hotter. I'm like, it mm-hmm. would have been really cool to actually see that in nighttime too. So I'll probably go back like next time I go. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did that for a little bit. And then we actually went to STK Steakhouse for dinner, which I chose specifically because I knew that they served mocktails. Um, it was just like really fucking crowded. Like I wish <laughs> that we could have like experienced the vibe of the restaurant a little bit more because it had this like cool like lighting and flowers and stuff like that but I don't feel like we really got like the full experience of that um but yeah then we just like went and walked around the strip watched the show at the Bellagio the water show and then went back to the hotel changed into comfier clothes and then went and played slot machines at the hotel yeah which is total vibe like, that's what I would have wanted to do, so. I drank a coffee at, like, 9.30 at night while we were playing slot machines. I was just like, I want coffee. And I was like, I love that I can just get a coffee at 9.30 in, in Vegas. And, like, that's not weird to anybody. No, and then you go to bed, like, an hour later. <laughs> I did. I did go to bed, like, an hour later. But Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. so, I mean, definitely fun little birthday weekends for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like those last two weeks were like really crammed. Like my schedule felt overwhelming. I didn't Damn. feel like I was getting any like work done, which is totally fine. Like I'm like, I like having a break. 
So yeah, I schedule wise, I have felt totally like just done for with like shit going on in my life. Um, I was actually supposed to go to a bachelorette party this next weekend, not this weekend, but the weekend after that. And I definitely decided I'm not going to do that because flying anywhere right now and traveling anywhere sounds like the worst thing in the entire world. Not to mention that flying anywhere right now is stupid expensive. <laughs> um, so that doesn't make it any like more fun. But just knowing that I feel like I've been on a plane so many fucking times this year, like more times this year than I probably have been my entire life, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And so I'm just pretty over it and I'm just like, don't make me go anywhere. I just want to just fucking sit at my house and not have to do shit but my yeah. own shit. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And so like, yeah, definitely. And I didn't even – like you traveled two places in those two weeks. I didn't even technically travel anywhere for my birthday but like I still felt like I traveled somewhere even though I didn't just because it was like a celebration, you yeah. know? So. I can't even imagine how you were feeling because I was fucking over it. (laughs) Well, it's just like it's so much harder to manage your time when you do have those vacation days. And then I just feel like my routine has been really thrown off and I've been Mm -hmm. like scrambling like I haven't been working out as often or like eating like home cooked meals or things like that. So it does feel nice to be a little bit more settled and like getting back into a, a routine, which really trying to do a good job with um just because I feel so much better when I like have my routine and so I notice like when I get out of it I'm just like I just can tell by my mood and like how I am and I'm like wow I'm scrolling on social media way too much or like I'm really eating like shit like I haven't given myself anything like nutritious so I can definitely tell like when it starts to go downhill (laughs) And I feel like you and I have talked a lot on this podcast about how important routines are to us. Um, I don't know how fucking people travel for a living and like enjoy it because I I just – I think I would die living that way. Like I would die very quickly Um, and – the just being off my routine fucks me up. It doesn't just fuck me up physically. It fucks me up mentally and emotionally. Like just traveling in general is exhausting in itself, like when it's happening. But I feel like I have a recovery period afterwards too Yeah, where I'm just not right. And like even though I'm back on my routine, it takes a few days for my like system to calm the fuck down and feel like I'm actually back on that routine. Mm-hmm. Well, and for me, it it hasn't even just been like the traveling. Like I feel like since I took over the business and I'm like running the business, I've really just had to get like a footing, like figuring all of this out. So I haven't had the expectation on myself of like work out as much as I can. And I feel like it's really thrown me off. Like I'm starting to just notice like I'm a little bit more emotional. I'm a little bit more moody. I'm a little bit more insecure. Like things like that really start to come up. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like I didn't want to be too hard on myself when I was like, obviously like changing my career and being pulled in different directions and stuff. But now I'm just like, okay, I have a better handle on this. I hired new people at the plant shop. Like I have a little bit more time I'm really going to prioritize the things that I know make me feel good and help me feel less anxious. So 
I'm really just trying to stick with that. I worked out three days this week so far. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and ate breakfast, which I've not been doing. I've just been having coffee. And you kind of inspired me. You're like, I need food before I eat coffee. So now I've been thinking about that. Um, okay, that is life-changing. Um, it's been life-changing for me. Obviously, I don't know if that's going to be life-changing for everybody because everyone's different. But I feel like for the majority, it probably can be extremely helpful. Um, I have a hard time eating breakfast because I'm not usually hungry until like 11 a.m. And then I'm like, oh, well, it's basically almost lunchtime, so I might as well just wait until lunch. (laughs) And so my first meal of the day is usually lunch, and it's been like that for a long fucking time. Um, And – I still have the caffeine like right when I wake up that's always what I did and so like I was definitely not feeling my best from that I knew it was not like what you're supposed to do but it was just what was easiest and so I was doing it um but I did start reading a book called Woman Code um by Alyssa Vitti Vitta Vitti I don't know if I'm saying that right probably not um but she's somebody I followed on Instagram for a while. I've actually had the book for a really long time. <laughs> I've had it for like three years, I feel oh, like. Um, yeah. And like I know that I've read parts of it, but you know how like not even just books, but things in your life, like there's really are like certain times in your life where they're just way more important. Yeah. This was one of those books where I'm like, I had ordered it three years ago because I knew I should fucking read it and I knew it would be helpful, but it took me three years to get to the point where I actually took it fucking seriously. Yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm actually going to fucking read this book. (laughs) Good thing you bought it three years ago. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So it's awesome that I already had it, but um, the first, like, it's basically about, you know, balancing out your hormones um, with your menstrual cycle and stuff and- the very first most important thing she talks about is make sure that you eat before your coffee or caffeine in the morning. And I'm like, that is the number one thing that I absolutely do not follow. So I will start with that change. Yeah. And I've read this book or as I'm reading it, I'm taking things very slow. So I'm like making one change and like sticking with that for a week. And then like the next week I'm reading a different section and like trying to implement like those changes Because I know for me, I can go like three days making a bunch of changes, but I won't stick with it because it seems like a lot in that fucking moment. And I'm like, okay, this is way too much fucking hard work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So starting slow is my suggestion if you're like me in that sense. Um, I will much – it's much easier for me to stick with something if I start really, really slow. But the one difference that I have noticed with eating before my coffee – is that my energy throughout the day is completely fucking different. Like if I don't eat and I have my coffee or caffeine, it doesn't feel like I've had any caffeine. Like I'll get jittery and weird feeling like I've had caffeine, but I don't get energized. Yeah. And now when I eat and then have caffeine, I like most of the days have not even had to have like that second dose of caffeine. Wow. And I'm just like, shit. Like my energy has like stayed around all day long. And then she has a lot of other nutrition tips, which I'm obviously not going to get into all of it because it's a lot. But I've started implementing some other things like making sure I have like a certain amount of protein and making sure I eat in like certain 
like hours apart from each other. And if I stick to all of that, like my energy is fucking insane. It's completely different. And I'm just like, shit. Well, I mean, it makes sense, but it's so easy to like kind of forget about and get caught Mm -hmm. up in. But it it makes sense because we eat and we drink to like fuel our body and like give ourselves energy. But I think that sometimes we – it's really easy to forget that when you get like caught up in the day to day or you're like, I don't have time to make breakfast or coffee is just easier. Like that's what I've noticed with myself these last few months, really just kind of like losing track of those like little things that I know I'm supposed to be doing that help me. Yeah. And it's frustrating because when I'm reading this book, like the things that she's telling me, I'm like, I know all of this. Like this is obviously I should be doing this. Why the fuck am I not doing this? Yeah. You know, like it's nothing that's really, really, really hard to do, but it's just those things that are so easy to not do because you're too busy or you didn't go to the grocery store or Mm -hmm. like you don't want to get off the couch. Like, and so you just skip it. And it's like, I don't think you really realize how much that's negatively affecting you until you actually do it right. And then you're like, holy fuck. <laughs> like a <laughs> like, person. This is what you're supposed to feel like. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but I will keep everybody updated about my experience with it. I'm like three-fourths of the way through the book. Um, nice. Yeah. But I highly suggest it. It's called Woman Code by Elisa Vita. So get that if you feel like your hormones are out of whack. Yeah, I feel like I've heard of that for sure. I think it's a super popular book. Yeah, I think I may have heard her on a podcast. Probably. I feel like she's been interviewed by quite a few like big podcasters. Yeah. I mean, it's important. It's like, I don't know. I just feel like it is very important. It's very important and, you know, as I've also talked about on this podcast so many times, like my menstrual cycle is fucked. Um, (laughs) My symptoms are fucking horrible and I think as a woman, when you have a horrible menstrual cycle, you start to feel like just defeated by your cycle and you're like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like I'm just in some shit right now. I feel like shit. Like don't fucking mess with me. And it's so hard when you're in pain like that and feeling all of these things to fix it. Um, And like her book really teaches you how to like, instead of feeling defeated by all of that and all of the symptoms to like turn that, turn the way that you're thinking about it around and use it to your advantage. So she talks a lot about like the different phases of your cycle and like the things that you should be doing career-wise and like relationship-wise and like, you know, this is the week of the month that you should be like going out and like exploring and doing things because this is the week that you're the most social and like, you know, this is the week that you hate everybody so you should probably just stay inside and like clean your house. (laughs) And it's like, oh, I'm not fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, this is actually a thing yeah. that happens to every woman. Yeah. You know? And it really, like, just makes you feel a little bit more at peace and makes you realize, like, okay, I don't have to fucking hate going through this every month. Everyone goes through this. I can turn this into at least something productive. Yeah. Like, you're working with your cycle instead of against your cycle, exactly. trying to force yourself to do things that – 
really aren't the right fit for that time of the month. Exactly. Yeah, I looked her name up in the podcast app, and I can see she is on several podcasts. Very cool. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, what else is going on with you? Oh God, I don't know. I'm losing my therapist in like a month and I'm freaking out about that. So my therapist is no longer able to see me because I moved states and I love her to death. Her name's Emily. You guys have probably seen me post about her, but I'm just like so scared to not, I wasn't really too worried about it, but Lately, her and I have had like such good sessions together that I'm like, shit, this is kind of like that thing that happens when you schedule like um, like an appointment to like change your hair color and then like the few days before you're like, wait, but I actually love my hair color. What did I do? <laughs> like this feels like that where I was not freaking out until it's closer and then I'm like, shit, what the fuck am I going to do without you? <laughs> yeah, because she's been so great too. So it's like finding yes. another therapist like that is probably going to be really tough. Yeah, she's been so great. I mean, she's the one that like helped me get back with Steven, helped me make the decision to move here, like to be with him. And like she's been through some shit with me now and – I just don't feel like I'm going to be able to jump from her to someone else. So I'm definitely going to probably be taking a break from therapy. I was also considering maybe asking Steven if he would just do couples therapy with me with like somebody else because I don't necessarily want to move to a different therapist by myself. And I know he's been wanting to go back into therapy, but he hasn't made it happen. And so I'm like, maybe this could be my way to like, continue doing therapy with a new person but not feel like it's like robbing me of my past experience with my therapist like it would be its own thing because it's couples therapy versus individual yeah and I would also like ease the burden on him maybe of like getting or like you know because he's hesitated to do it for himself and so maybe this would make it easier I I don't know but that's just a random thought I had I mean couples therapy can't fucking hurt right I mean it might hurt in the moment but (laughs) in the long run it's good for you (laughs) yeah totally I mean I think that it would be a really good idea just to like open up communication because I mean you definitely end up talking about your relationship and normal therapy right and like working through that kind of stuff so it would be cool to yeah work through it with him but also like you said make it easier for him to get into therapy have mm-hmm. you mentioned that to him because I almost could see him having resistance of like well we don't need couples therapy um we've talked about it in the past I've definitely mentioned it before where I'm like I feel like it would be cool to just be in couples therapy as a couple um this was a long time ago that I brought it up to him so like we definitely haven't talked about it recently I I, I'm not going into it – like, so Stephen is very good at communication. We don't have, like, any major issues in our relationship where I'm like, oh, my God, we need fucking therapy. Like, it's not like that. But I just think that that always – like, couple therapy always comes with that stigma, right? Like, oh, shit, your relationship must be fucking failing if you're yeah. in couple therapy. What happened? But that's not why I want to do it. I'm like, I feel like going into couple therapy with, like, a strong – like connection and being in a good place could be even more useful. 
you know, because they could like teach you how to properly fucking do things before they like actually come into your relationship. Like they can teach you how to deal with things properly. Mm-hmm. And like every couple has issues. Like every couple argues about shit and disagrees on shit. And so just, I don't know, being able to have those tools to like deal with it effectively before it does turn up into like an actual fucking blow up and like fuck us up. Yeah. Would be useful. And I also feel like sometimes I sometimes in arguments about things, I tend to like back down and I feel like I have a hard time getting my words out. Um he's not like that at all. Like he's really good at talking about things, but I tend to shut down. And so I know that's something I need to work on and I feel like if there was a third party they would be able to like ask me the right questions to get me to be able to explain what I'm trying to explain that I can't explain in the moment when it's like just me. <laughs> yeah. And you're like emotional about it and you're like, exactly. Oh, never mind. Yeah. So I think, it, honestly, I think it'd be more useful for me than him. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you just need the couple, your partner, to come with you. <laughs> You can be like, hey, I'm going to start couples therapy. You're coming with me. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, honestly, that might be a good way to do it. Like, hey, I'm going to start seeing this therapist. Will you come with me? Rather than be like, this is couples therapy. Like, Yeah. Do you want to go to couples therapy? Like, can we start that? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that sounds a little bit less like, I don't know, like I'm trying to like I don't know, put the spotlight on him or something. That could be more like, hey, will you do this with me kind of thing? Because I feel like I could benefit from it. And then ultimately, obviously, he would benefit from it too. So Yeah. It's funny because I feel like Dustin's always like, I know I need to talk to a therapist about this. but Oh, my God. Steven says it all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm not a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, we can talk about it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's really easy to like put off getting into therapy, which I know you and I actually did for like a really long time. Like we had yeah. talked about it and then we, f- we finally did it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're both probably coming up on close to like a year in therapy. I don't remember exactly when I started. It might've been like November, December. I, yeah. I don't remember when I started either. Yeah. But yeah. <sighs> yeah. It does take time to finally pull the trigger on it. I think I know that Steven did therapy before I met him, and I think that makes me feel somewhat guilty for the fact that he's not doing it now. Like, he had stopped doing it basically around the same time he met me, which, like, don't get me wrong. I understand, like, you stop doing things because life gets busy and, like, shit happens, But, like, because that timeline matches up with, like, when he met me, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. No, like, just because you met me doesn't mean you don't need to go to therapy. If anything, that means you need to go more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is really easy, like, if you – because I noticed this with myself. Like, I got off of my, like, schedule. Like, I didn't have another therapy appointment scheduled. And – it took me reaching out to my therapist to schedule another therapy appointment. Mm -hmm. And I just like kept putting it off. Like I was like, okay, like I'll do it another time until I kept seeing literally like her business signs like are at the entrance for my work complex now. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. fuck, I need to like actually (laughs) schedule that. So every time I was going to work, I'd see the sign. And um, 
So I finally like scheduled it. And then getting off my last session, I was like, we need to schedule before we end this session yes. or else it's going to take me another two months to call you to schedule. So. That is that is fucking key. Like scheduling something at the end of your current appointment. That is – my therapist makes me do that. She's always like, okay, when is our next appointment? Let's look at the calendar. Let's make sure we have that. And I'm like, yeah. thank you because I'm the same fucking way. If that wasn't on the calendar, I would just be like, ah. Eh couple more days won't hurt. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then it just is like, oh, I had put it on my to-do list to like reach out to her. But then that's like the easiest thing to like fall off of my to-do list because I'm like, oh, this isn't that important. Mm-hmm. Or it like makes me nervous. Like I literally normally get anxious before my therapy sessions. So I'm like, no wonder I'm putting yeah. this off, you know? Yeah. I will say I don't get anxious before my therapy sessions now. I get excited like a little kid in a candy shop and it's the funniest thing like the day of my therapy appointments I will literally just like sit there and be I will count down the fucking hours I'm like okay three hours till I get to talk to her I'm like okay only two more hours till I get to talk to her Oh my god. Like, I literally like the whole hour before I'm like already completely like set up sitting there like on the video call just like waiting. I'm like, okay, I'm so ready for this. <laughs> it's so weird. Maybe I'll get there. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that feeling can come and go too, depending on like what you're working on in therapy or what you're talking about. Obviously, like Obviously, when I went through therapy talking about, like, my dog's passing, I did not feel that way. So yeah, I'm sure it changes. Yeah. I think I'm just, like, such a planner that I'm like, okay, what is it that I, like, can talk to her about? Like, I'm just – I don't know. I'm just yeah. that way. Yeah. But. I get that. Everyone's different. Yeah. And I'm sure I won't be as excited for my next therapist. So <laughs> <laughs> no offense to whoever that ends up being. If you're listening to this episode later in life, I'm sorry. (laughs) What if our therapist – well, yours might listen to the podcast. My therapist does listen to our podcast, by the way. So my therapist was was a guest on our podcast. So which when I asked her to be my therapist, we talked about all of this. Like do I feel comfortable with her listening to my podcast? Because she was already a fan like of the podcast before I asked her to be my therapist. And I was like, dude, I don't care. If anything, like you're just going to understand me more from listening to my podcast and like watching my Instagram. So like I don't really see how that hurts me at all. So I think it's been a huge blessing. Obviously, people might think differently and it's whatever you're comfortable with. So like you don't have to have your therapist listen to your podcast. Um, but most therapists are really good about like boundaries and stuff like that too. So you just have to communicate what you're comfortable with and they are literally by the law, they have to listen to your boundaries. So yeah. Yeah. Um, this just kind of reminds me, I've been like nervous lately thinking about like any of my employees, like my new employees that I've hired. I'm like, (laughs) what if they listen to the podcast or they like, judge the title of the podcast episodes I'm like I'm like a boss now and I'm like talking about dick pigs and like I don't know so that's something I've been like really nervous about um lately I but. mean 
I'm right there with you. I'm in a very professional organization now, and I was not in that organization when we started the podcast. <laughs> so the blending of the two is very confusing and quite terrifying at times. Like, have you guys seen like that TikTok trend where the girl's like busting out with like the dirty rap music, like making her coffee in the morning, and then the next clip she's like on her Zoom call, like talking about charts and excel spreadsheets i'm like that is fucking me now but like it's me talking to Haley about dick pics that i've received and then like the next 10 minutes i'm networking with like professional people yeah (laughs) it's very fucking confusing but at the same time like we did start the podcast because we wanted the opportunity to be able to talk about things these things openly and like destigmatize all of these things and make it be more normal like everyone has fucking sex so like why can't we talk about it if you don't want to hear it don't listen like you know everyone can make their own choices but it's definitely terrifying yeah well and it is like people would make a choice to like listen to the show so At this point, we should probably just put more disclaimers on things, maybe, to make it easier for people. I feel like we actually have done this, like, in shows where, like, like, even the dick pic episode where you're like, if I've dated any of your (laughs) sons, like, stop (laughs) listening now. And it's listed as explicit, so. True. You know what you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're the one that chose to listen to it, you can't get mad at me, so. (laughs) Yeah, you might just, like, judge silently, but, like, that's on you. And that's fine. You can judge silently all you want. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, is there anything else that you want to add before we wrap this up? Um, I don't think so. Nothing I can think of. Besides, I'll be home in Washington in about a month. We'll have to do an in-person recording together. Yes, we could probably do two because I'll be there for two whole weeks. Yeah. So we can do two in-person ones. Perfect. So that'll be coming in July. Yep. Mid-July and end of July will be our in-person episodes. I'm excited to see friends and family and get a little bit of home back in my life because it's nice weather out here, but it's lonely as fuck. Yeah, especially with Stephen gone. So if you guys have any episode ideas or questions that you have for us, definitely just send them to us on Instagram at Social Soul Podcast. We can make sure to include those in our upcoming episodes that we record together. And please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or really wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Again, that is at Social Soul Podcast. We really appreciate you guys tuning in, sharing the podcast with your friends, and letting us know what you think and your topic ideas and things like that because we are doing this show for you guys. So thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>